Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking about the red flags and qualifying new customers. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, and our newest sponsor, Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. How are you doing? Oh, hold on, hold on, Zach. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> did you hold like on, how I spun on. that real quick? I threw him for a loop. He was ready to go. It was good. He was ready to go. I was good morning. Did you notice how cocky Edgar was while he was doing his intro? Because he finally got to down like perfect and he knows he does. All right. It's only been like over two years. Breaking five years. <laughs> right. But you can see it in his eyes. He's like a little kid, right? Look looking up and just all like you know, oh my God. He's like, oh yeah, I got this. Right. Like, oh, here, hold my beer. You know what I mean? I I, I got this. <laughs> That's right, and, baby. Hold yeah, my have beer. Have you noticed it, Zach? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. I don't know what to say now, because that's not what I was planning to say. Good morning. Uh I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking Perfect. for it out. <laughs> right. John, life life. Right. Oh, no, for sure. Look, we were messing with Edgar this morning and we were saying how when Edgar always tells us good morning, it's not really a question, but yet we're assuming that we're supposed to say something, right? And it's all part of our little big <laughs> thing. So we were just going to say when Edgar said good morning, good morning, Edgar, and then just kind of leave it at that and kind of give that awkward silence and see if Edgar could uh, fill something in. But it didn't work as planned. I think we gave it away and Edgar kind of threw a twist at us. But as for me, it is a pretty good morning. It's a hot morning. The last few days have been hot. I think today's going to be 117 or tomorrow's going to be 117 and it's pretty hot pretty soon, but that's insane. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Every year we go through the same, but it seems like every year it just comes a little bit sooner and it stays just a little bit longer. And I don't know if it's, I haven't really looked at the dates and done the calculations or anything like that, but it just kind of feels that way. I'm positive because it's going to be my last summer out here in Hell's Kitchen or wherever you want to call it <laughs> out here. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And I'm actually, it's been like three years. It's been a long time before I actually went out to see a movie that I thought was a really good movie and I enjoyed. And Mama and I went to go see Top Gun Maverick yesterday. It was a pretty good movie, man. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it was really cool. 
And for those younger, the younger folk out there don't kind of get the whole Top Gun thing. I grew up with Top Gun and it was a great movie back then. And, and to see the sequel, it was just really, it was done really, really well. So we had a good time. We went to do that. Yeah, that's it. Feel good. I'm over here sitting, kind of sending messages over on our, what do we call it? The Insta chat, the Insta chat, the Insta chat. So Zach's video is saying that his internet is weak. It says that it's still recording, but that his internet is weak. So it's kind of, Zach, it looks like you might need to step up your game when it comes to internet. If you need some, some feedback on some companies, let John know and he'll hook you up. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody out there, it's a little bit of a rough morning in the De Jesus household. And Zach, John, you'll appreciate this, John. And tell me if I'm not right. So I have my older daughter that came from OU and she had her tonsils removed. And I thought, oh, it's no big deal. It's just the tonsils. It's not that big of a thing. Little did I learn that the whole taking out of the tonsils and then they send pictures. I mean, it's pretty brutal for what they do. So I kind of have her obviously in that situation. Then I have my 15 year old that now likes this one boy and he plays baseball. So she comes to me yesterday. She's like, dad, will you take me over to go see the game? And I'm like, all right, where is it at? It's like 45 minutes to an hour away to go to this game. And then not only that, John, it's at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's the hottest part of the freaking day, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so it looks like I need to have a conversation with this boy, how I had a conversation with the ones for my daughters. And of course, my older daughter was wanting to listen to the conversation because she had had to sit through that conversation with her boyfriends and I don't know what you got, what you tell for your daughter, but for my daughters, it's very simple. I just kind of call the boys up and I tell them very simple. Look, I'm going to make this very nice and clear for you. Whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you. So you better be very careful because it's going to look very odd for you to be walking hand in hand at the mall with a grown ass man. So just remember that whatever it is that you think you're going to do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you. I go, so that's probably, you're going to want to rethink that. So of course, my older daughter was petrified when I did that. (laughs) But of course, now she was on the other side going, have the conversation, dad, have the conversation. (laughs) Edgar, you remind me of, I don't know if you've seen like, there's like videos of fathers when daughters like you know, dress up in like little skimpy outfits or something like that. And they're trying to go out and the father goes, and you're not going out in that. And mom, you're not going out in that. And no, I am, I am, I am. And I go, okay, if you are, the father goes into the bedroom, gets on short shorts or whatever, wears a skirt and walks out with them too. I can see you totally doing that. I've just recently kind of been through with my daughter, who's going to be 19 years old and she had a boyfriend and they were practically kind of living together. Well, they were practically living together. And I don't know. Yeah, it was tough. It is tough. I'll I'll tell you this. So I don't have a filter when it kind of comes to that stuff. So just give her the heads up that if she comes out here and we start hanging out, I take that seriously. So if there's another boy, I'm the one that has no filter and I'll just kind of very crystal clear open my mouth and be like, no, 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 no. So good. Good. Someone else could be the I appreciate that. I hold no bars when Good. it comes to that. So Zach, prepare, because yours are young. I, you know. But when it comes time that they start kind of liking a right. boy and all that kind of stuff, and the little f- starts showing up at your house, kind of coming over to visit and stuff like that, you got to have that sense of fear kind of kicking into, <laughs> into those boys. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I'm seriously. He would come over in like his little cap or whatever, and he looked like Rocky Balboa, right? You know, in the first Rocky movie. <laughs> I go, hey, you're Rocky. You know, every time he walks in, everyone comes in. I would tell him, dude, dude, take your hat off, bro. You know what I mean? He look, he look, hey, you're Rocky. And he would, or I'd call him homeboy. I'd never call him by his name. I don't think, yeah, I didn't like him. So. Oh, so get used to it. Get used to it, Zach. I had a, a real quick. And this is a funny thing. And I think this was one of the first times he was coming over and he was here. We went to Costco one day and, you know, he was here when I'm not. But he would never come out. But when we'd leave, he'd come out, eat and do whatever he needed to do. We kind of went to his room. And one day we went to Costco and I went and bought all the food we get. And when we come home, I don't bring anything. We call the army and say, everybody come out. Groceries are here. Bring them in. Take them inside. And all the kids came out and everybody did it. And I didn't see Rocky walk out, right? We're in the f- Right? And she goes, oh, he's going to come right now. And then as soon as we walk in, I told him, I go, well, you can eat my food, but you can't help bring it inside. <laughs> and ever since then, <laughs> right, I think we had, we had, a, we had a quite the understanding of like, he was like, hmm. but I don't play well with my daughter's boyfriend. And tell me if this is not true, John. So I was watching one day TikTok and I was kind of playing through and this little video came on and I'm like, man, it's so true. So there's this dad and he goes, he has his firstborn, right? And he's like, oh man, I would die for you, right? Like your kids are born. You would die for them. Oh, you know, and he's like, oh, and I would die for you. I can't believe that I would die for a person and blah, blah, blah. He goes, and then my daughter was born and I went, uh, I would kill for you. I love you. I would die for you, but for you, I would kill. And that's kind of how I think I am with my kids. It's like the boys, I kind of push up and I'm like, come on, man, be the main man. You know, and the girls, I'm like, probably a a little too overprotective. So that's kind of what's going on. A little crazy this morning in the household. And she woke up, she wasn't feeling good. So I was kind of running, taking, kind of trying to take care of her. So All right, guys, let's kind of get back into the podcast here. And a couple of things, if you guys have questions you want answered on the podcast or the Instagram live, go to poolnation.com. There's a big button up at the top. Click on that button and submit the questions. We will answer those questions. We'll do it either on the Instagram live. We'll do it on the podcast. We will send you a video, whatever it is that we need to do. The other thing is that we have opened up our merch store. Go to poolnation.com. There's a big button that says Pool Nation Merch click on that. By the way, my power just went out and boom, came back on. I don't know if you guys can tell. We're doing a live financial business class on the 26th of June. Uh, And Edgar wants to thank everyone for coming out. Uh, Only two people are local and everyone else is either flying in or driving from three or four hours away to take the class, which I think that's super awesome because it just shows the commitment of people wanting to better themselves, wanting to learn you know, how to actually operate as a business and not just a service provider. And big thank you to Brian Crisson from Hayward because they're sponsoring the lunch. So everyone coming out, Hayward has hooked up all the food. So big shout out to them. And additionally, yeah, go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say how cool what you were talking about is like, you know, it's one thing when things are really convenient, it's easy for people to do, right? If there's a class or there's a meeting or something and it's close by, but we're talking about a lot of people are actually traveling, taking time off of work, time from their family to come out into this. And it's encouraging for me 
to know that people want to better themselves and they want to take their their businesses to the next level. I'm pretty stoked about this business class. Edgar kind of has it all set up really nice in our little office area that we have. It's going to be quite the class. And for those that are going to attend, you won't be disappointed for sure. Absolutely. Shout out of the week goes to Shannon from behind the pole. She tagged us on one of her green McLean's and she's crushing it out there. So Shannon, big shout out to you. Edgar wanted to talk a little bit about you coming out to Texas. So we talk about it. We did it on the live, right? And it's kind of hard every single time we want to talk and rehash it and go over it again. But for those of you that didn't listen on the live last week, I um, picked up the phone. I think it was Thursday night and I called up Edgar and I said, hey, look, I'm flying out to Texas tomorrow. I'm going to buy a house this weekend. So if anything like that ever happened, like break in case of emergency, right? I said, look, Zach, remember, you have to fill in as a host. And he ran with it. Did he? He ran with it. He did. And he did a great job at it, too. Thank you. I'm going to have to check it out. So hopefully it was recording the whole time because it was weird. My power kind of flickered. And then, of course, the Internet goes down and it takes three minutes to kind of come back up. So everybody is saying good job, Zach. So that means that it just kind of kept going. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Wow. That is awesome. I didn't throw up, so we're all good. You're all good. You kind of had that down. For everybody listening, we lost power. Well, I lost power, and Zach and John did not, so they just kind of kept going with it. So you know what I could have done is I could have just said, you guys roll with it. I'm out. I'll catch you guys next Wednesday on the Instagram Live. So You know what I think it is? I thought it was all planned. The last couple weeks and times we've been talking on the phone, you felt like, I don't think I'm that important anymore or... You know, and, and, you know, I think you guys are just... I think really Zach doesn't like me. And, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And then so I think what you did was you, you did this to us so that we had a realization that, hey, holy, holy shit, we need Edgar, right, to go through yes. this. Without yes. him, we are <laughs> we, not complete. We, we need the button pusher. We need the button yeah, pusher. Lesson, lesson yes. learned, Edgar. Lesson learned. Uh, the hosting of the podcast is a lot more difficult. The beautiful part is Zach just ran with it. So he was like, psh, boom, done. He ran with you it. know, so I am going to have to send a message out here to everybody that we're kind of back online and kind of keep going here. So this is going to be a fun one to edit. Yeah, th- this ought to be fun. Guys, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors. Like John was saying, right? I should have just listened to John off the first place. Right. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will jump right in. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. 
Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast, the, the, today's blooper edition of the podcast. It's been a crazy ride. I do want to thank all the people that listen live, guys. Because there's certain things that I have to set up in order for us to go live. And an example is when we play the ads, there's a button that you have to click to actually have it live, right? So it gives you a demo version so you can listen to it. And then you got to click on that live in order to do that. So normally what I do is I kind of come on half hour before. I prep all the things. I prep the restream, set that, test it, do all that. When the power went, I have to go through and reset all those things. And I'm over here sitting laughing because of the bloopers. And of course, we go to the sponsors and I'm over here dancing and doing stuff. And our loyal listeners are like, hey, just to give you a heads up, we can't hear the <laughs> the sponsor ad. So I had to go and click on the live and kind of go through my checklist and do all my stuff. So Jeanette, big, huge shout out out there because I know that you guys always have our backs out here while we're doing the podcast. All right, guys. So we have been at this for half hour. We haven't even gotten this party started. So let's get going. And since Zach played a little bit of role, oh, but it is role play Friday. So Zach was playing the role of Edgar here. <laughs> They're good, good, John. All right. So let's talk about qualifying customers. Let's talk about the red flags that people should be looking at when they are taking on new pools. And I think, John, Zach, this is a big, huge conversation. When you're new, you really kind of don't know what things to look for. You just kind of tend to take everybody 
as you get more seasoned in doing what it is that you're doing, you start looking for certain things. So let's talk a little bit about those things. So John, Zach, when you guys take the first call for the customer, so the customer's call, you haven't even gone out to their house. Do you guys start qualifying those customers at that moment? Are there things that you're looking for, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing when you start on that phone call? Absolutely. And I think it's probably one of the most important things you need to do because it has repercussions that last or can last for a long time. You can have a company that's a pool service company in one area, right? And have another one right next door to you. And the business owners have two completely different outlooks or attitudes. And the truth is it's based off a couple things, right? It's based off of the type of people they work for and the type of work that they have to do, right? And how much money they make. And all that, all that is really determined on the type of clients that you bring on board. For us, when we get, when a customer gets on the phone with me or a potential client gets on the phone with me, it is like go time, right? It's like interview. I get asked this a lot. You know, what questions do you ask? What do you look for? And it's really hard to put it in words or to say it. It's, but it's more like, it's like having just a conversation with anybody. First impressions mean a lot and you can size somebody up pretty quickly. And I don't mean judge people, right? But you can make a pretty good determination of what type of person they are and what they're looking for. But the only way you can do that is if you probe and you can't, you have to ask questions. And the most important question that I ask is, why are you calling me, right? Or why are we here? Or why are you looking for our service? Or what happened? Because there's a reason why we're here. And the majority of the time, it's because they have, they've had pool service before, and they're not happy with it. And my job is to find out why they're not happy with it and what happened or what caused them to feel like they needed to fire. But it's not easy to fire somebody that works for you. Look at Edgar for Christ's sake. I was at his house and he has a gardener that sucks and he threatens he's going to, you know, I'm going to fire him. I'm going to get rid of him. Did you fire your gardener? I did. You did? I did. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm proud of you. How, okay. How many times have you said that you were going to fire him? Or how many times has he pissed you off or done something with it? How long has it taken for you to get to that point to fire him? Probably about four or five different times. Yeah, right? Something happened. It's not easy to do something like that, right? Um, I guess Edgar might be a little bit more of a prick than I am, but... But, but dude, it took me a long time. It's like, I should have done it last year, and here we are this year, and we're still dealing with the same issue. For sure. So there's a reason. So it's our job, when I'm getting it, our job to find that out. And you got to dig... And it's like, forget talking about the swimming pool, right? Let's figure out what it was that caused you to call up. And I can give you a, for instance, like we just went through the craziest windy season that we've ever had. And the last, I would say eight weeks have just been like, just stupid windy. Memorial Day, it blew for three days straight. We had gusts of like 75 miles an hour. You couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. There was so much dirt in the air. All our pools were screwed up. It was just ridiculous. My phone rang off the hook. Emails, website inquiries, right? Yelps, Google, all this. And not from my clients, but from other clients that are looking for service. And for me, I get a little irritated, right? 
because as soon as I hear that and it's like, oh, really? Now you're going to throw your pool guy under the bus now because his pools are thrashed because of what happened? I mean, all right, let's be real, realistic or he didn't run to your house that day to service the pool when he has X amount. So qualifying them or asking them, say, what's, oh yeah, well, my pool's a mess from all the winds. And they're calling me the day after when we got hit with all these wins and you know, like those types of customers it's like, Oh, I'm sorry, we're not taking on any new clients or we're playing catch up and stuff like that. You know, it's just trying to figure out exactly what their purpose is. And if it's a genuine concern, which happens a lot, then I pursue it because somebody either something happened to them, they retired, or it's just a lack of work ethic, or they're just not doing a good job of servicing the pool. Then and they're honest about it and they're fair about it, then those are the types of questions that I'm trying to look for. Or if it's like, a, oh, it's my first time new home buyer, right? Well, okay, great. Then let's go there. And that's almost an automatic talk. Let's educate you on a pool. I'm going to do my due diligence to make sure you turn into a good customer for any pool service guy or gal in the future. So you understand how important a pool is and how important pool service is so we can maintain your investment and, and how important it is to keep that water safe and clear. And I know that really didn't answer the question or kind of give specifics, but it's just more having a conversation and feeling the vibe. At first, when you first start, you get to the point where I get it. It's like, I just want a client. I just want a client. And it's like, I just want the business and I'm going to take the account. And I think that's the biggest mistake you can make because what ends up happening is you end up building your company on a foundation that's very shaky. And when you have a lot of bad customers or bad accounts, you start to resent what you do. And the minute you start resenting or not enjoying the work that you're doing or making the money that you deserve to make based off the work that you're providing is when, when you start hating your job, right? And it just cascades and it's a domino effect. And it, when I say it has repercussions, the account you pick up today or five, six accounts that you pick up today can be the end of you six 12, 24 months from now. And not only because it affects you personally or your drive or your will to to want to work or or feel good about doing what you're doing, but you know, it causes you to to start treating other people. You're in a bad mood. You tend to be in a bad mood with everybody around, whether it's your family, whether it's other clients. You know, you start getting bad reviews or bad reputations because you might snap or whatever. So it's very important to pick the right customers. And just because the customer is willing to hire you doesn't make them the right customer for you. So think of it like just having a conversation with a potential friend or somebody, is that somebody you want to get involved with? If you feel hesitant in any way, or you feel like the minute I get the vibe that they feel entitled or that I'm a servant of them or that I need them, it's a turnoff for me. And it's like, you know, no, I don't. And that's not the relationship that I want. Or those are the just over experience. You start to learn them. But I would just say this, if you have an uneasy feeling or you're not sure, pass. And there'll, there'll be another one that you'll be able to land. What do you think, Zach? No, I'm in hundred percent agreement with you. And something that we do is kind of like before that, like as a precursor to the phone conversation, that first initial phone conversation, we put our price on the website and we put our base price starting at this, our most common price. Of course, it adds on, right? Like you don't go to Outback and 
order a ribeye and you can still customize it, right? The ribeye is $29.99 or whatever. And you want to add mushrooms and you want to add onions and you want to, and it just builds from there. But we put that base price and we try to be very transparent with it. And that means that when people call us for maintenance, they're already aware, okay, here's the price for the most part. Some people just blindly call, but for the most part, they call, they know the price. We've already passed that roadblock. And I've always wondered why people don't put price online. I'm not sure what the tactic is because I don't want to waste my time in people's backyards, quoting them and looking at stuff. If by the time we get to price, they're already lost at that point. And then from there, when we get the phone call, it's generally answering additional questions. And when I say additional questions, we, again, we use our website as a tool. So we have a full ride out of all the details, the ins and outs, what you can expect from service. We even have all of our like holidays and things like that. So by the time we get to questions, it's generally like very few outside of the service things because they've already read all the details about service online. So then once we get to that point, okay, so now we're looking at setting up a checkout visit. And at that point, they're either going to say, great, let's set it up and get started. Or they're going to say, let me talk to my husband or my wife and I'll get back to you. And by that point, we know that's their... Nice way of saying peace. So by the time we make it into their backyard, we've qualified price. We've qualified that they're looking for what we're offering. Now it's our turn to really start kind of qualifying them, their attitude, their demeanor, their property, and so on. Yeah, I agree with you. All I'm saying about price, that's the last thing we, we also do before we get out there because we're so much more money than the majority of the companies out here servicing. It's a sticker shock for a lot simply because they're just not aware of it. Not that they necessarily can't afford it. It's just that compared to, so we say in the last, or we talk about it, hey, you know, this is what we, our minimum is just to get into the backyard. And we service once a week opposed to twice a week that you're used to. And then we go from there. So that's important, Zach, for sure. That's really important because the last thing you want to do is go out there and waste your time doing all that and the person can't afford it or doesn't want to pay that. So specifically, Zach, what are some of those red flags? So obviously price price is a huge flag, right, that you guys put out on that call. Is there anything else that the pool pros out there should look at from when they're having that conversation? Well, when you're having the phone conversation, I mean, it's almost like interviewing anyone, employees or whatever. You're looking for attitude, tone. Like John was saying, if they treat you like you're a servant or there's this huge sense of entitlement, it's immediately like, this is not going to go well. We're never going to satisfy them. Every little thing, we get grass blades on the deck from walking through. They're going to call, complain, expect us to come out and sweep the deck off. Um, So I think that's a huge one. It's just kind of reading them. I would say I tend to be a little bit more lenient on that because I have had instances where customers have become really good customers that at first I probably would have just said no. And in the end, they end up being strong advocates for us. But I think that's really the main things when you're having the phone call. Now, once you get to the backyard, that's a different story. So you make that transition, John, you kind of take the phone call. Zach, you guys take the phone call. Now you actually go to meet the person at their home. So as soon as you start to arrive at the house, what are the things that you start to look for? It starts right from the drive, right? So wherever, wherever their house is located, location is very important. And getting to the home, it starts from there. So what streets we're traveling, how far 
Is it away from another stop that we have? Do we have other pools in that community? Is it an HOA? Do they allow vendors as a temporary vendor where you can have one or two accounts in there without having to pay for a transponder? Because we have so many different HOAs out here. And sometimes you can get in if you have one account in there or if you have two accounts or three or four or five. Other ones won't even let you go in there unless, I mean, you can go in there temporarily, but after that, you have to pay for a transponder and pay like 60 bucks every couple months per truck to get in there, right? So all those things really come into play and you have to calculate those when you go out to that house and say, okay, I basically have a list of things I look for that disqualify an account. If I'm already going to go out there, we've already had a conversation and I feel it's not going to be a waste of my time or their time for us to go out there and have a conversation with them and then to see their backyard. So all I'm doing is figuring out why I shouldn't have that account. And it's not because I think I have too many accounts or that I can have so many accounts. It doesn't really matter to me. It just falls back on the same principle that I'd rather have one great account than a hundred accounts. It's just not worth it. And it's only temporary. You will eventually crack. You will eventually, it will get to you. It'll destroy you when you don't enjoy what you do, or you hate working for the people you work with or work for. So I look at location, the HOAs. Once we pull up to the neighborhood, we look for access, right? Where we're going to park. We look for how do we get into the backyard. When I knock on the door, what's important to me is that they're home. So if we had an appointment, so I'll give a window. I used to give an exact time. I've learned that shit happens. So I give a window and I give a two-hour window no matter what. And I'm sorry because there's a lot of things that happen. But that day of the appointment, I'll let them know, hey, I'll text you or I'll call you when I'm on my way. So we know, and I'll be there at that time because I'm going there now and there's nothing that's preventing me from going to your house or another job that I'm working. So if I tell a client that I'm going to, it's between 10 and 11 or 10 and 12, and I text them at 11 o'clock and say, I'll be there within 30 minutes or I'll be there by 1130. And I get there at 1130 and they're not there or they change. Oh, I'm sorry. Or whatever, whatever. That's an immediate red flag for me. When I knock on the door, I introduce myself. I always call them by their name. And this might sound weird, but you know, we'll sit and we'll have a conversation. We'll talk, and then I'll see and go, "Hi, how are you?" And a lot of times, if they if they're willing to invite you in, this is really more pre-COVID. During the COVID, was a little weird, but when a customer is willing, hey, I'll come, I'll come in. Would you like me to go through the back, or how do you want me to go? If they go, you know, if they're like real, like, oh. God forbid, why are you here? I'll meet you in the back or whatever. It, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But if a customer opens up their house to you and say, hey, come on in, right? And I go, no, no problem. I got my shoes dirty or whatever. I can meet you in the back or whatever. Uh, to me, I look for that and just kind of their mentality. When we go into the backyard, first thing I'm looking for is access. If I can bring my equipment in there and how easy it is to bring my equipment. Do they have dogs is really, really important. And then I look for like, vegetation. It's more of, you know, I've already had a good conversation with the customer on the phone. So it's just more of like physical things that are going to make our job a little bit harder or turn that pool into a little bit more work than what a normal pool would be or what's expected. It's just more of like equipment, size of equipment, whether it's poorly maintained, the look of the pool, 
their backyard? Is their backyard manicured? Is it nicely landscaped? Is it kept clean? Is there in shambles? If it is, then they really don't take any pride in anything back there. So why are they going to take pride in their pool or help you or, or treat their pool well? So those are the types of things that we look for. And then based off of those things, we decide on whether or not we want to take on the account. And it's not necessarily if you know the pool's dirty or if the equipment's like not being upkept. It's not necessarily their fault. And we ask questions and we kind of figure those things out because is it that they're too cheap to fix it or they don't care enough to fix it? Or is it that they're just unaware that those things are not right? It's not that they gave the other pool guy a no. It's they said, no, I, it's because they don't know. Let's have a conversation about it now and tell them, hey, we're going to need to do this, this, and this, and this before we can take over the account because we have to have your equipment running as designed in order for it to be able to be maintained correctly and see if they're receptive to it. And if they are, you know, it can turn into a great relationship. And that's sometimes what customers are really looking for. It's just someone just who knows what they're doing and is willing to just take care of it so they don't have to worry about it, right? A lot of times they just have no clue. And it's our job to help explain that to them. And if they're willing and receptive and they want to move forward with it, then they can turn into a very good customer for you. What about you, Zach? When you guys show up into that backyard, what are those key things, those red flag? What is it, John? Relationship red flags, right? So they kind of count for your partner, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. So what about your customer? What about you, Zach? So now that we're headed out there, we've had the phone conversation. We set up a checkout visit. And this checkout visit is going to just be like kind of more of a high-level overview of what we're walking into. I don't know how many people have said like, oh, there's a little bit of algae. And we all know that that's all personal perspective, right? We get back there and it's got frogs jumping out of it. So we like to just show up and kind of look at the overall um, vegetation, you know, what kind of vegetation, the size of the pool, things like that. And I like to go out and a lot of times customers will come out and approach you first. And I like to, you know, talk, engage, and then be like, all right, great. Let me look over everything. And then once I've had a chance to go through all this, I'll kind of circle back with you and then we can answer any questions that you have and go over all the details. So I'll do my investigation or whoever goes out and we look at the condition of the equipment. But at this point, we're not doing like a deep dive diagnosis where we're going to sit there and go through their heater and figure out why it's not firing. We're mainly, like John said, looking, does this equipment pad need an overhaul um, in order to keep this pool clean? Or is it functioning enough that we can do our job and then we can come in and provide them with an estimate? at that next step for everything that's wrong with it. Condition of the property, same thing. Like John said, if they don't have pride in anything, don't take pride in caring for their property, that's a red flag. But on the flip side, I get a little nervous when I walk into those properties that are like overly kept up. And you've got, you know, they're out there and they're doing something to, they're raking the rocks or whatever, and there's not a thing out of place. And they're like, hey, how you doing? And you know they're home all the time and you know that they're going to be breathing down your back the entire time and the whole service relationship, they're going to be calling on every little thing. So I kind of look at that as well. And I think it's all, you got to take it with a grain of salt, right? It's a combination of these things. I can't walk in someone's backyard and be like, it looks like shit. Okay, nope. That's the indicator right there because I do have good customers that pay on time. They care about keeping their pool clean. They just want it done. Do whatever you need to do to make it happen. And their lawn looks like hell, you know? So you just got to take it all kind of together. And then I will circle back and I have that conversation. And I 
like John said, probe. I just ask questions. I let them talk. I let them say whatever about their previous experiences, things like that. And I never throw anyone under the bus because you never know. I mean, you might be the next person being thrown under the bus. You don't know the situation. Then I start to understand what are their expectations and are their expectations going to align with what we have to offer. And then that's a good time to set your expectations when you're having that conversation. So that's kind of, that's that next step. And, and then it kind of stops from there. It's not necessarily one bad thing that is a disqualifier, right? But it's a multiple things that kind of add up and you kind of figure out and you weigh it out and say, okay, well, they got this going for them because nobody's going to be perfect. And if you think you're going to walk back there and you're going to just find the perfect customer every single time and find the cream puff, that takes a long time to establish a route that is just absolutely perfect counts. But you should be realistic and look for those big red flags. And, you know, I laugh. <laughs> you're right. Zagging off their hands and knees with tweezers, pulling little baby weeds that are coming out of their river rock, right? In the back. Like, oh, shit, right? (laughs) Cutting their grass with scissors. (laughs) (laughs) But I I get you on that. But I've been in the, about throwing people under the bus. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the backyard or I've talked and I've literally talked them out of hiring me and keeping their pool guy. And it's like, give the guy a break. This is a situation, this is time, or maybe it's because of this, or maybe it's, you know, and it's like, sure, it looks like he's really not doing that bad of a job. And I'm not here to try to take this account from him. And, and more, it's like, give them a reality check and say, hey, dude, be a little bit more realistic. And, you know, I've been to a backyard once before, and it's just like, they've talked, the pool looked great, everything was good. And they were just pissed off that the guy didn't show up at the exact time he's supposed to every single week. And it's just like, and it was my fault for not getting a better understanding before, but it's just like, you need to be a little realistic. He's always been coming on time and always at a This is now, you know, he's supposed to come between nine and 10 o'clock every single day. And it's last week he earlier, he came later and it's unacceptable. And I'm like, time out, bro. Whoa. And I said, look, I think you're being a little unrealistic. I go, you need to understand. I go, there's more than one client out there and there's a lot of different. And maybe he overpromised you, but saying that he would be there every single week, but I'm sure there was a good reason or because it was busy or because it was windy or something happened. I go, but. And I've told them, I go, I don't think we're a good fit because I can't promise you that. And I won't promise you that. So I don't know how this will ever work because, you know, it happens. If I'm saying I'm going to be there Tuesday, I'm going to be there Tuesday. We like to keep a schedule. Trust me. And I know exactly at what time where I'm at on every day of the week because I've done it for so long. Right. And I know I'm supposed to be there. And God forbid when I'm late or running behind drives me crazy, but it happens and I'm not perfect. So, you know, it's those types of things that, you know, you just get a conversation, you just have a conversation with them. And like Zach was saying, and like I said it on the last live, I think when we talked about this is don't do as much talking. People will just literally tell you their life story if you give them the opportunity. They'll spill their they guts will. and tell you stuff yes, that you're like, just you like, shouldn't okay, be telling me that. Listen, right? And maybe they just need to, you know, let go and maybe they're having a whatever and nobody's listening to them and they just need to un- unload on you about whatever their issues are. You'll be pretty surprised to find out what somebody's willing to tell you, especially a complete friggin' stranger, if you just give them the opportunity to. And when you do that, you'll be able to get so much more of a holy. I want to steer clear from this. I feel I empathize or I feel for them and I, I think I can help them. You know, and then when you listen to people, then you base your responses. Okay, so you tell me this is what's important to you. So this is how this is a service we provide or what we can do for you, da 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 da. And you use that in that way and and then you can make it happen. What were you saying, Edgar? 
What I was going to say, John, Zach, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've, you've got to, but after you take on the customer and you, you let them talk, you get people telling you things that they should never really be telling you. And, you know, I had people come out and my wife used to laugh all the time because I used to tell her the story and she's like, why are they asking you for your opinion on getting an attorney for their issue that they're going through? Why are they even sharing that, what they're going through with that? Or I would even have wives come over and start complaining about their husbands and that he, you know, wants to seem that he's, you know, more than what he's got and he's got to give this appearance and blah, 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 and their money's tight and they're this and they're that. And you, so you let people talk and they just share all that information. And those are the things that you need to be listening to you. And like Zach and John say, you got to stop asking so many questions and you have to start listening to the response of what it is that they're saying because people do overshare. They just kind of overshare a lot of stuff with people that they don't know. So, you know, listen to what it is that they're going to say. Let me ask you this. I know probably for Zach, it's not that big of a deal, but John, where you're at, is asking the question, is this your primary residence, something that you really focus on? Is that a red flag for you if it's not? No, not really. So many of our homes out here, and I think it's because we're in a different market, right? If I was in a different area, I can see it where it can become an issue, but we're a vacation point or a spot or uh, people come down for the wintertime and the, the ones that can afford it and the smart ones leave during the summertime. I would say that over half of our accounts are second homes. They're not accounts where people live there full time. So it doesn't really bother us or it's not really something that we look for. What's more important for us is whether or not they're vacation rentals or if it's not their second home and they're renting them out, that's a big flag for us. And we proceed with caution and with lots of guidelines. And it needs to be the right, the perfect pool in order to make a vacation or an Airbnb work out with us. Cause we have plenty of those too, and plenty of nightmare. And when it comes down to using or having the wrong ones, but no second, whether it's a second home or not, doesn't really bother me. I mean, if anything, it's probably better that they're not there because if someone's not using it, it's a lot easier to maintain chemically. Not because for us, it's not like, Oh, they're not there. So I don't have to worry about cleaning it. You know, we have cleaners in every one of our pools. We pick the pools because I don't want to have to be there for 45 minutes, every single visit. I want the pool. My goal is when I walk into the backyard the next week that the pool looks like I just left. It. And we have a lot of pools that are like that when it's not windy and we go through our, our normal stages. I can literally walk into a backyard and it's like, if you brought somebody back there to be like, hmm, this pool was just service, right? But no, it's not. It's been like that all week. And that's how we like it, you know, because we have cleaners in there. We have aerials. We have little solar things. We have, you know, everything is running perfect the way it's supposed to. And it just looks great. If nobody uses the pool, it's even a bigger plus because chemically it's so much easier to maintain because you know exactly how much chlorine you need in that pool to make it through the week. It's not going to be an extra amount of bather load or you're not going to zero out or you don't have dogs in there. You don't have this or that. To me, I think it's a positive that it's a second home because you're able to get in there and take care of it. It's more of a visual thing opposed to a, an actively used thing, if that makes sense. Zach, I know that you guys don't handle vacation rentals and we're going to do a separate podcast, John, on vacation rentals because we're starting to get a lot of questions on how to handle those pools. But for you guys, Zach, is primary, secondary residence a big thing? Is that, a, is that something that you red flag or no? 
No, I've never even considered it, honestly, because there haven't been any issues. Now, if it were something that we started seeing certain issues arise from it, we would figure out a way to mitigate that. And then I've kind of been thinking, because you guys talk about vacation rentals all the time, and I'm like, oh, we don't have any vacation rentals. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I wonder if we do have vacation rentals on our route, and they're the frickin' 20% that take 80% of our time, you know? Like, I'm going to start looking into that, because I never ask that question. You're in a vacation market, like you said, you know, people come down when the weather's nice and they leave when it's bad. Like we're not a market like that, but I have to imagine that there are Airbnbs all around here. And you guys are close to the beach down there. So there has to be some level of it. Let me ask you guys, do you guys ask direct questions? So an example, I I think John does. He's mentioned it, but Zach, why am I here? Very black and white questions that you always ask when you're out with those customers. You know, why is it important or what's important in the maintenance of your pool? Do you ask very specific, straight to the point questions? I honestly don't, I guess. I'm not like just like, why am I here or anything like that? I just start having a conversation. I don't know. I might have 10 different conversations, 10 different ways, and but my main goal is always going to be figuring out what they're looking for, what they were missing from the previous providers. And then like John was saying, gathering that information, turn around and then offer, okay, here's what we can do for this or we can't help you with that. But as far as just being like super direct, I haven't. I probably could be more direct. What about you, John? Do you always kind of look for certain things that you're... That's usually how I kind of start off the conversation, right? And it's like, okay, so why am I here? It's open-ended. It opens it up to them and say, hey, you do the talking now and let me know how we arrived to the situation here where you, you're asking for our service, right? And you want to get rid of this pool guy or this whatever that you've had for X amount of years or let's talk about this. Why am I here? And that is like my famous line. And I use it for a lot of things. And, and I also use it for like customers say that we're too expensive. And I'm like, well, why are you calling? If you've been through five, six pool guys, and they're all charging you that rate, and you're calling me, but I'm too expensive. What do you expect to get? You go to a car, you go to a parking lot, and you're going to go buy a car. You can buy a car that's $13,000. You can buy a car that's $50,000. You can buy a car that's $100,000. But you're sure as hell not going to go buy a $13,000 car and expect it to perform like that $100,000 car. And you're not going to spend $100,000 on a car and expect it to perform like that $13,000 car. It's just unrealistic. They need to understand that. But then again, like we've always talked about, you have to be able to provide and say, hey, look, you have to be able to distinguish yourself from that $13,000 car and that $100,000 car. And if you do a good job of that, and I think we do, it's okay to say, hey, look, well, look, this is not the car for you. Or then I don't get it. You're complaining that you can't beat the Corvette or you can't do this, you can't do that with this car, but some has to give. I always say, hey, look, so why are we here? Why are you calling me then? And why don't you stick with the same pool guy then if you know, or go find someone else that has that price. I wasn't that direct when I first started. I've always been direct in my whole life. But, you know, as you learn, just like anything in life, as you become more comfortable and confident in what you do, you feel better because you don't have that fear, that question or that unknown. Or if you feel competent in something, no matter what it is, like, here's the thing. 
if I went to you, Edgar, and I said, hey, look, what's two plus two, right? And you're going to tell me it's four, I would imagine. And I said, no, you're wrong. It's not. No, no it's four. And you confidently say it's four. But if I tell you what's the square root of 832,431, right, you're going to be like, hmm. And, and you, I think you might know the answer. You will. But you have that doubt in your mind when you've gotten to the point where you're pretty confident in the work that you do and the field that you're in, you get a little bit more not arrogant, but you get a little bit more confident in what you do. And when you do that, it's kind of liberating. And I find out that people really appreciate that because they don't feel like you're trying to sell them on anything. Customers don't like to feel like they're being sold, right? And they don't want to feel like you're desperate for the work and that you're going to tell them anything and everything to get the job. To land it. Yeah. Yeah. And I told customers, I don't care whether I have this or not. I'm just kind of telling you this is how it is. And let's have a conversation. I think I can help you. And this is what we can do. And da, 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 you know, but if you're not, by all means, go with somebody else or go find or get a quote or do whatever you need to be. That's refreshing to people. It's at least it's for me in my, my type of personality, because you kind of know where you stand with them and there's no guessing or there's no bullshit to kind of weed through. Being direct like that is respectfully direct is very powerful when it comes down to business. I can imagine it catches a lot of people off guard. So I think when you go in a backyard, they've kind of mentally prepped their side of things. And so when you you probably pull out some very good information that maybe you wouldn't because maybe they're tiptoeing around a little bit and you let them tiptoe and then you leave. But if you're just like, hey, what's up? Why am I here? Then they're kind of like, whoa, oh, okay, well, here you go. And they're real honest about it. Yeah, this guy means business, right? You know, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Somebody who, what do we need to do? Or for sure, trust me, it's liberating. Try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. And it's an issue of doing it nicely, right? It's not, you know, being arrogant or being any of that. You know, and here's one of the things, John, and one of the things that I love about your personality is that if I ask you a question, I know I'm going to get the truth. Like you're not going to dance around to give me the answer to make it soft, it's like, here's what it is, right? Who, me? Yeah, you. Exactly you. <laughs> you know, I could see that working. Re- you got to think carefully before you ask me a question, right? Because you know I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Ask all my friends. And I just had a conversation with too. It's just like, God, did you give me the... You beat me up every time. Well, when you say something stupid, brother, I'm going to tell you it's or, dumb. Or when you ask me for my opinion, you have to understand that I'm going to give you my true opinion and here's what I think, not most people will dance around and, oh, I don't want to say, you know, whatever it is, right? Do, do you like the shirt, right? Some people will dance around and, oh, well, maybe it just kind of doesn't look as good with your, you know, you're a little too tan, so that color doesn't. And, and John's just very straight to the point where it's like, the shirt just, it doesn't look good on you, period. End of story, right? And it's not in a disrespectful way because you're not disrespectful, John, but you're very to the point. So, and I can see that working really well with customers where you have that approach with the customer and you get to the bottom of certain things right away and you kind of put them to answer those questions rather than being in that situation where you feel, the customer feels like you're just trying to land that pool at all costs. Hey guys, let's do this. I have a whole bunch of questions to continue with this podcast, but we are, shoot, a minute and 20 minutes in about an hour into this thing. Okay, hold hold. You just got to be who you are, right? And you got to kind of tell your story and you got to let people know instead of being, how, how do you put it, right? You build up frustration with anything you do when you don't express how you feel. 
a very respectful way of, way of going yes. about it is kind of what yes. I'm getting at. It's how you say it and how you have the conversation with the people, right? And obviously, an example, you, me, and Zach, right? Like we joke around all the time. We could tell stuff direct and we can joke around about it. Obviously, not the way that you would behave in front of a customer when you're in the backyard quoting a pool or that kind of stuff. You do that in a respectful way, but like John is saying, you're going to reach a frustration point. So you just have to learn how to say it properly so that you don't come across as arrogant or any of that, but you're getting to the bottom of the point of what it is that you're trying to ask. That's completely very important. So guys, what we're going to end up doing with this podcast, because I have probably about another 15 questions, we're going to do a part two on this podcast. I want to take a word from our sponsors. When I come back, somebody sent us a message on our Insta chat. So I want to ask you that question before we jump into our final thoughts and we will go from there. So let's take our words from our sponsors. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. I do also want to give a shout-out to our newest sponsor, Pivot Pool Products, Ariel. We're going to have them come out to Texas mid-July. Next week, I'm super excited, guys. We have... Jamie Novak, 
and Todd Pieri from Aquastar Pool Products coming out to Texas. So super excited about that. Super excited about that podcast. The other thing is I'm going to be taking a road trip out to Houston at the beginning of July. So we're going to go out there and kind of meet with some people, do some podcasts down there. So guys, we're going to split this podcast into two because I've got so many other questions that we have to address. So we'll talk about that. Before we get into our final words, somebody sent a message here and said, how are the pool leads looking for you guys given the price increases in the market and the slowing of the economy? Have you guys seen any change whatsoever from the pool service side? Us personally, no. I'm getting on average like four or five hits on my website every single day. And that's just website traffic where, and not just traffic of viewing, but physically submitting a a contact form for us to, to contact them or chatting with us on the website. Calls, Yelp, if anything, we've had more phone calls than we've ever had. Just unbelievable. I can't even keep up with it. We have so many of them. So, but I, I will say this, we have had some clients that have called us and said that they're switching service providers because they increased their prices, right? And we've had to have a, a good conversation with them too and say, well, I, my apologies, what made you think that we were any cheaper, right? You know, or that we wouldn't be at that price. I have to figure out, okay, well, like Zach was talking about, and he made a great point saying he puts his prices right on the website. I'm thinking about doing that too, because it's at that point where, hey, look, my only fear of doing that is sometimes people get the expectation when they see a number that that's the number. And we don't always fall at our minimum. I would say 50% of the time we're around there, but a lot of times we're a lot higher than that. For us, it's kind of gotten back where, oh, oh I thought it was only going to be this price, right? So we still have to have that conversation with them. But I think the benefit does outweigh the that was what was keeping me from doing it and why I haven't done it. But I think I'm going to start doing that, Zach, just to make it a lot easier and just kind of like kind of filter. And then the other reason why I usually don't do that. And I know this is kind of off topic of what the question was, but was that a lot of people just don't understand why they should be paying more. And when they just see a price and they don't hear it from me explaining it to them, it's an automatic turnoff. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, because they've been programmed that service out here is twice a week for 120 bucks or 100 bucks or 130 bucks for twice a week. And that's their program. And all oh, these people are crazy, right? But if you explain to them how important it is and what goes into proper pool maintenance, then they start to see the value in that. How on earth can somebody really do a good job only paying 10 bucks a stop? right? Or 12 bucks a stop pre-expenses. And then when you put it into perspective for them like that, they have that aha moment. And then now they start to appreciate it more and understand why they have arrived to this point in their life right now and why we're having a conversation and why they've had such a shitty experience with the last 10 pool companies because they just haven't put it into perspective. So that is another reason why I don't do that because there's so many customers that we've turned into great clients from, oh, that's way too expensive to, oh, that's more than reasonable what you're charging for what you're doing. But as far as like phone calls and leads now, we we have so many of them. I can't even, people are so crazy right now. I'm getting text messages. Before I'd get a phone call, 
leave a voice message if I couldn't answer and I'd get back to them. But now before I could even get back to them, I'm getting a website hit and I'm getting text messages from the same client. And it's just like they're desperate for pool service right now. And it's like, holy man, I'm getting text messages at like six, seven, eight, nine o'clock from people that it's like, dude, what makes you think that we're going to respond to you at nine o'clock at night? You know, I don't even know you. It's wild right now. That's, at least that's how it is for us. Um, Zach, you? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, a little bit more organized chaos just because I don't take it home with the phone and stuff. So, But I love the like four phone calls in a row. Like, really? Like, you think this is going to help? But we have, we have a massive waiting list and we keep getting calls. I want to say almost daily now we're getting calls for maintenance and we can't take them on. We're trying to gear up onboard more people and train. And the last thing I want to do is just take on everything and then build a, a rocky foundation. I don't know why this is happening. It's definitely more than usual. I think it's a combination of things, but we're seeing that price shopping. Hey, my company just raised their rates and so we're looking around or whatever. So I think it's a combination of that. And then I'm I don't really know, but I'm wondering if there's not people getting out of the game, you know? So you're having more of this market share being thrown out there and these people are left. You know, so there I can imagine there's gotta be some people that just they're tired. They're beat down. They don't want to keep raising their rates like they have to. And so they just kind of throw their hands up and say, I'm done dealing with it. And now you got 50 or 60 more people in the area that just went onto the market. So I don't know why, but yeah, it's been super busy. Yeah. And in some of the conversations that I've had with some pool pros out there, it's, it's exactly that. You know, you've got a lot of guys that have even taken on more. And then, you know, you got people that were doing 60, 70 pools and now they're up to like 95 pools. And they're one polars guys, and that's that's hard work, you know. And if your rates aren't where they need to be, that burnout is going to come a lot quicker. So, you know, in, in this market over here, I have still already this year seen a couple of people exit because their rates were just so far behind that now they can't go up fifty, seventy dollars, and the prices of stuff are just absolutely crazy. The other thing is, you know, I've talked about it a thousand times. So here's a thousand and one. And that is that, you know, the beauty of it is we are on the side of the industry that is pretty resilient when it comes to recession. So John likes to say it, don't drop your guard and think that nothing's never going to, that we're untouchable, right? Because we are. But for the most part, we're a pretty solid industry that is kind of recession proof. Hey, guys. Yeah, recession-proof, pandemic-proof, but not foolproof. Thank you. Oh, man, repeat that, John. Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that. Ready? Go. Recession-proof, pandemic-proof, but not foolproof. Thank you. And when I mean foolproof, not I mean like fools, right? You can't be a fool and think that you're going to survive in this business and it's going to last long. So those are the types of foolproof I'm talking about. Absolutely. So... I even marked that because I'm going to use that video. I like that, John. Hey, guys, let's jump in here. Let me, let me get some final thoughts, even though we're going to do a part two on this. Quite the start we got off to today, but we pulled it all together. And I see Eggers like trying to force me into taking on the host position. And I, I see you. I see what's going on here. Uh, just bite-sized pieces. You, you know why I'm going down to Houston, right, John? It, it's really not to kind of go to Houston. I'm going to start to teach him there that day. I'm going to be like, look, if you push these buttons and you do this, this is how you can kind of do this. And, and then I'm going to be like, Zach, you manage that. I'll just enjoy the podcast with John. 
And John, I have heard you say tons of times, I challenge you. And so now I'm going to challenge you. Try just throwing your, your starting at price, right? You get the ribeye. If you want the grilled shrimp on top, obviously it's going to go up on your website because with how much call and volume you get, I would be interested to see if you see a big difference in that and if you see a big difference in the quality of people like at that first start. Can you say that with authority? That I challenge you. I challenge you. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess I don't. That's probably why I don't come out with the, why am I here? Like they would smell the fear on me or something and eat me alive. All good stuff today. I really like these types of podcasts where we just kind of dive in and go through this. And um, we could talk about it all day. But unfortunately, I know y'all have stuff to do and I'm going in the field today. So wish me luck. Woohoo. John, final thoughts. Same thing. These are the types of podcasts and these are the types of questions that are don't get talked about very often and are uncomfortable for some to really have a conversation with. We can go on for hours and hours and hours talking about it. I know that there's a lot of things that I missed that we do because or else we probably this would be a 15 hour podcast. But when you start to try to explain or adventure down the road of emotions or interactions with human beings and people. It's a complicated subject and it's not black and white. It's very, there's a gray line. And why it's so difficult is because not everybody's the same. There's different personality types, but certain situations influence different personalities, even the same personalities and people can be in moods come into play. And there's so many things. It's just so amazingly complicated when you're dealing with human beings and people. And what we're talking about here is emotions, right? And we're talking about feelings and we're talking about, and it's not just your feelings and your emotions, but it's also theirs and what they're going through. And to try to to wrap that up in a nice pretty bow for anybody on a one hour podcast or an hour and a half podcast is something that is ridiculous to think that we can give you all the answers for it. But I think it's just a good little piece of it, right, that we've kind of explored. And even though we've probably had, we've had these conversations throughout the years now, podcast, every single time you get a little bit, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there and different things. But it's the hard, uncomfortable conversations that you have that are the most difficult to explain. Hopefully some people got some good out of it. I'm sure there's going to be some lingering questions. Submit. We will get to them. And um, I know that these questions, we, we're starting to get quite the laundry list of questions and we're getting a little backed up. So I got to get better at becoming a little bit more direct with my answers and not rambling on as much. But as far as you, Zach, um, I accept your challenge and I will make that change and see. And hopefully I will get less phone calls because I'm tired of getting phone calls. I don't want any more phone calls. I'm checking out of the valley, right? I don't want more clients right now. So I'm like, God dang it. And and every time it's like, I've always said, answer your phone, right? Answer your phone. They don't. And I'm always known for that, right? I'm always, 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 always. And it's just, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's like, when you're going there, it's like, dude, I don't want this account. I don't want any more accounts. I'm trying to get rid of the accounts I got. You know what I mean? Come on. I don't want any more. <laughs> I'm in a quite the little predicament right now in, in my journey so far and for my business, but I still have uh, a new customer quote today and I got one, uh, I got a couple on Tuesday that I'm going to, but what I'm starting to find out now is what I'm 
to see if they really want it is I'm pushing them back like a week or two weeks or three weeks and seeing if they still want me to come out there. And if they do, then it's like, okay, then, all right, then let's go out there and let's see if we can help you out. But I'll do that update on the website and we'll see what happens. Challenge accepted. There you go. How do you like that? All right, guys, I hope that everybody has enjoyed this podcast. We will do a part number two. We'll do that not this coming week because next week we have our friends from Aquastar coming out. Zach is coming up. So just Zach, I'll see you on Thursday. John, I know that you have a laundry list of stuff to do, so we'll let you kind of get out there and uh, stay out of the heat as much as you can because at 117, that is insane. I got to put a heater in today and I got to put a heat pump in today. Wow. Who's hell's heating their pool right now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. All right, guys. I hope that you guys have a great one. We'll catch everybody on Wednesday on our Instagram Live. We guys hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.